Pod People. Hello and welcome to What Fresh Hell Is This? What do you think would be worse? Spilling a bottle of poppers all over your chest and getting a chemical burn? Or being murdered by the Roslindale rat? Oh, you haven't heard of him? Well, you will today. And don't worry, we will be talking about Anne Frank's white privilege. Uh, Satan? Yes, Joanne. What fresh hell is this? This is going to be great, I promise. Breaking news, if you are receiving this right now, it's because you're a huge bitch. Ugh, Christ. What fresh hell is this? Hello and welcome to What Fresh Hell Is This with me, Stanzi Potenza. Uh, wow, it has been it's been a while since I sat down and uh, recorded an episode. One of the biggest things that happened recently was that I had my first live show, and some of you were there. That was so exciting. It couldn't have gone better. I think that we're all kind of on the same page with it. Just couldn't have gone better. I've never done that before. So I've never, anyone who knows me knows that I'm like a theater actor. That's like where I started my origins, but I've never performed my own work in front of others. I've never performed like a stand-up thing. So I, I, I went from zero to a hundred. Like there was just no, there was no in-between of like, oh, I'm going to like an open mic. I'm going to do like two minutes of like something. No, I had an hour. It was an it was an hour. It was longer than I think we anticipated it would be. It was an hour and 15. Okay, so it was an hour and 15. Uh, my producer just let me know. It was an hour and 15 minutes. So that, it, it went on much longer than uh, we planned on. I guess a half an hour longer than we had planned originally that was insane so there was no like oh i'm doing a little 15 here a little you know something no it went it was literally zero to 100 i went from performing my my comedy doing my little sketches on the internet to performing in front of a sold out show there was like 250 people there it was it was amazing i keep telling people like i kind of just like blacked out like i don't remember much of being on that stage, I, I remember like I did my thing and then it was over and I walked off and I was like, did I skip like anything? Was there, cause I feel like, it, I don't know, like there was like a half hour there. I think that just like didn't register in my brain, but everyone was so nice. We had a little meet and greet beforehand <laughs> and everyone was really great. They got to meet my friends and my mom and that was exciting i think they learned a lot about my mom that night she was like i used to have a pet alligator and everyone was like okay (laughs) but it was really really amazing so thank you so much to those of you who came out some of you actually traveled quite far which was really flattering that was really amazing someone asked me to sign a shirt for them i believe their name was tori I knew this would happen one day. They asked me to assign them their Omega Verse role. And uh, I felt like the question itself was pretty alpha. Maybe that was just my bias against like betas and omegas, but we'll get into that another time. 
But, uh, oh my God, like, I just, I don't even know. Like, what else can I recap for you? Like, I I don't think we talked about Pride at all. I don't think we even got into, like, all the shenanigans that went down with Pride. My friend Roger and I, you you guys know Roger at this point. (laughs) My friend Roger and I went to a Pride event. Like, this was my first Pride in New York, right? I'm like, I got to do something, like, big. You know, I have to really celebrate it. So... This was very last minute, Rogers. Like, I'm going to this thing called Planet Pride at this club in Brooklyn called Mirage. It's going to be like the biggest pride event. That's how they're like, you know, it was the first year they ever did it. Biggest pride event, you know, of the year or something. So I was like, okay, so let's go to this thing. It was so much more than I imagined it would be. So I go to Rogers' apartment and, you know, we're pre-gaming. And it's like me... And then, like, a bunch of, like, just gay dudes. It's, it's, like, me, the one, like, non-man. And then just twinks, like, out the window. So, <laughs> like, like, like half of them were, like, very much, like, it was, like, Ken dolls. Like, I was, like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, I was, like, I was the one. I was, like, sick. This is cool. And actually, one of the uh, people there was, like, having a conversation with me. And was like, you remind me of someone from TikTok. They do these heaven and hell sketches. And I was like, yeah, that's me, babe. That's me. And they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're like pre-gaming at Roger's place. And you guys, I don't condone drugs, right? Don't do drugs. But I will. So... We're going crazy, right? We're going crazy this uh, this evening. So I had already been drinking, you know, smoking a little weed, but I also brought mushroom chocolate edibles. So I start taking mushrooms, and that hits me, like, at the pregame. Like, I was in the middle of a conversation with this guy, and I just catch myself being, like, just, like, smiling, and, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fucked up right now. And then I offered him some mushroom chocolate. I'm like advertising this chocolate bar like a salesperson. Um, So we all do a little bit of the mushroom chocolate. We get to Mirage. And I swear to God, there were about like 15,000 people there. It was fucking insane. No one was clothed. And then you're like in the bathroom and there's signs on all the bathroom stalls that are just like one per person. (laughs) But then you see the bathroom doors like like going in and out. And and you're just like, you know that they're like, everyone's fucking like everyone is just fucking in the bathroom stalls. It's like a clown car when they start walking out of the stalls. You're like, when's it gonna end? (laughs) You know, in uh, the Teletubbies, was it Poe that had the purse? The never ending purse? That was like every person in Mirage coming out of a bathroom stall. But it was fun. Like, we had a really good time. But, man, I was, like, I was fucked up. Kim Petras played Coconuts there. I went up to VIP. I saw, like, Manny MUA there. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I think I got home at 4 a.m., but I missed the big event. I think that, for me, personally, that happened that night was I got a bottle of poppers. And they're, like, I was really upset about this because they're, like, it's it's not Rush. It's a good bottle of poppers. And they're they're like artisanal. 
which is like one of the most like I feel like New York things I could say. Oh, yeah, I went to West Village and got some artisanal poppers at a sex shop. So but I dropped the cap at some point and then I just had the bottle just like in my tits, just in between. And that just went everywhere. It went everywhere. If you don't know what poppers is, it's a gay sex drug, but it's just a bottle of chemicals that you just sniff. So <laughs> so those spill everywhere. And then everyone's like, ooh, I just felt a little something. But then I have chemicals just all over my body. And so when I get home, like I don't even like I'm so fucked up. I was like, I'm not going to take a shower and wash these chemicals off my body. but I'm going to get myself a chicken sandwich. So I did that and then I woke up and it, it it was like a sunburn. It was like I had a sunburn on my titties. Oh, it hurt. It hurt. It did not feel great. Very tender for a few days. I'm actually not even like fully healed from that. Like the, it's still a little red. I don't feel it anymore, but it's still a little red. <laughs> and then we went to the parade. We were like, oh, I guess we go go to the parade now. So we made we made an appearance there and then we left because we were just like, Still fucked up from the day before. I'm still, I'm on shrooms trying to navigate the MTA. That was my pride. It was very successful, I would say. Successful first year. You know, minor setback with the poppers, but you know, it is what it is. Could have been worse. I'm really, uh, you know, I'm happy to be back recording. I'm happy to kind of get back into the, the swing of things, have more routine going on. Something that, uh, <laughs> I, I joked about this like during the live show, but I've also made some sort of sketches um, kind of, you know, like satire of uh, true crime. I'm not a huge like true crime junkie. Sometimes I'll watch the videos, you know, you know, the videos that people will post on like TikTok where it's like they got the spooky music in the background. They're like the chilling tale of this person. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I'll watch part one. But I think it's funny to make fun of the true crime industry. So that's what I do. In a couple of videos, I made up a podcast called Six Feet Under the Radar. And I was like, how fun would it be if I just made up a true crime case and presented it to all of you as if it were real? So that's what I'm going to do right now. All right. It's Six Feet Under the Radar, you guys. Murder. It happens every day, but some murders are far more sinister and mysterious than others, and we want to make money about it. This is Six Feet Under the Radar. Our story begins in the small town of Roslindale. Prior to murders, it was a quiet town with a loving community. But that peace went to ruin when a singular rodent infestation took place. That rodent was the Roslindale rat. 911, what's your emergency? There's been another murder. It's that goddamn Roslindale rat. My name is Officer O'Hara. I was one of the officers working on this case. I never saw anything like it. You know, who, who was he? Why was he killing? Where did he get that rat costume? We had a lot of questions about this case, and we were simply not getting any answers. Nothing 
could have prepared me for discovering who was behind all this. Jimbo Jones, the nicest guy in town. Jimbo Jones, the man behind the rat mask. He was a beloved member of the community. He owned a gas station in town that his uncle had left to him. He was an active member of the community and an avid churchgoer. He even ran for city council, but lost to Francis Lancaster, who would go on to be one of Jimbo's 34 victims. My name is Rob. I was a uh, member of the Rat Pack. Not the, not the Rat Pack like the jazz musicians, uh, but uh, the Rat Pack formed by uh, Jimbo Jones. Jimbo, he used to joke about, uh, you know, killing people all the time. And you know, sometimes he would flat out tell us, you know, that, that he did kill people. But, you know, we just thought he was joking. Eventually, when the Roslindale rat killing started happening, there was this one day uh, where Jimbo took me to his house and... Uh, you know, we went downstairs, we were talking, you know, we're drinking. Takes me to his basement, opens up a closet door, and there it was, you know, in all its glory, the rat costume. I thought, oh geez, this guy means business. Never told anyone, never thought to, you know. Who am I to get in between a man and his hobby? So those, uh, you know, closest to Jimbo, who who knew the secret, said, you know what, this this stays between us. Us rats gotta stick together. Stay tuned for more chilling stories about the Roslindale Rat on the next episode of Six Feet Under the Radar. I feel like we should treat the Roslindale Rat as a uh, true crime case. I want people to believe this was real, okay? So do your part as a listener (laughs) to like, you know, reference it every now and then when you're talking to someone. Be like, oh my God, reminds me of that Roslindale rat. Oof. If you see a rat, be like, oh, wonder if he's from Roslindale. Just be like, just like random, just like... (laughs) Like, just like rant, like randomly kind of insert. And then like, if people are like, what, like, what are you talking about? Be like, um, the Roslindale rat. That was like one of the biggest true crime cases out there. Have you not heard? Uh, yeah. So just do your part. And as a treat, I will continue this story and give it the like depth that it deserves. I could talk about this forever. I feel like (laughs) it's like random fake true crime case. Oh, Okay. Moving on. We'll be right back, Worsties. Welcome back, Worsties. This, uh, (laughs) this section of the podcast I just named Anne Frank which I think is probably a little alarming because you it's like, okay, what the fuck is that going to be about? I'm online for a job. Like, I am online as a career. So I see 
so much online garbage happening all the time. And something that I think about a lot is just like, we don't have to share every thought we have on the internet. I think we should normalize keeping things to ourselves, you know? So the other day, it just happened. It happens a lot. It happens like like a lot of internet discourse happens. And I'm like, why did this even have to be something that was a, a, a discussion? So a little bit ago, I, I was on Twitter. There's this like joke on Twitter where it's like every day there's a main character of Twitter. The goal is to not be it. And so this person made like a thread of tweets talking about how Anne Frank had white privilege (laughs) and like, oh God. So naturally, like a lot of people were pissed off because they were like, they're like, "Uh, no, because like Nazis like didn't view Jewish people as white. Like they, it was like, that was not a thing. Like you can't look at it through a like 2022 lens because things were different. They're like, they were really trying to, you know, prove their case. And I was like, why? Why are you doing this? There's, <laughs> there was just no reason. There was just no reason that had to be a conversation that we are like engaging in right now. I don't get it. I, You just like wake up one morning and you're like, you know what? I got something to say about Anne Frank. Keep it to yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it. That feels like a form of self-harm, like mental self-harm that you are putting yourself in right now because you can't post something like that on the internet and not expect to get absolutely roasted, flambéed, you know? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, you know? I don't think I have any, like, super controversial opinions but even if I did like I'd be like you know what I don't know maybe I'm gonna keep that one you know to myself that one stays between me and God my therapist my diary and that's like a thing like invest in a diary invest in a therapist like someone get yourself an outlet that you can dump all of these thoughts into so that you are not posting about it online where people are, millions of them. And I see this happen like all the time of people just being like, yeah, like it not even just like controversial opinions, right? Because that one was just like a bad take of scolding, scolding hot take, but like about people's like daily lives too. Like some woman talking about how she's like, upset that like I think her like husband doesn't like wipe his ass enough and I'm just like that is so that's very intimate I now feel like a participant in this marriage I didn't want to know that and she's getting like millions of views and stuff and I'm like I would never ever post something like that about my partner for the internet to see Oh my God. Every day I learn so much about the marriage 
of like strangers. And I know that people like people want, you know, to be like seen and they want to be heard. But that is why you get a couples therapist so that you can like spill that into the the void that is protected by like HIPAA or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like I'm like, and like I saw another one today. This this was a wild story. And she posted this on the internet for, you know, free. She was talking about how her husband had an affair with her mother, which is already like, that's not good. <laughs> but then like the plot thickened, right? It didn't even, it, it didn't even thicken. Like it, it fucking curdled. So like, okay, her, her husband has an affair with her mother, but she then says that they were like swingers. Like, so they, they were, they were swinging with uh, the people next door, I guess the neighbors. So they started, they were swinging with the neighbors and they were all fucking each other. And then she ended up like, I don't know, something about them drinking a lot, you know? And then she has an affair with someone else and then gets pregnant with his child, tells the husband, and the husband's like, well, I will just raise this child as my own. Okay. 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 So it's getting, there's a lot going on right now, a lot of tangles. And then that is when he starts having an affair with her mother. So she's just in her car telling this to all of us. I'm like, that belongs in a doctor's office. That, I, I, what? If you're comfortable, I mean, like, sharing that on the internet, like, I, I mean, like, good, good for you. But there, I mean, there are so many people that every day they just say whatever they want about, like, the most, like, intimate details of their lives. And I don't think, like, I don't think we really, like, think about how many people have access to that video. Millions and millions of people now know this, like, very intimate detail about your life. Oi! That's why I just stick to playing characters, because that shit is fucking insane. You do what you gotta do. You do, do what makes you happy, you know, what brings you joy. But, like, oh, my God. Like, I think we all need to, like, I wish before <laughs> the internet let us post anything, we had three pop-ups that were like, are you sure? Promise? Think about it again and come back in an hour. Oh, just give it an hour. Give it an hour. Think about it for an hour. Do you really want to post that on the internet? Do you really want to talk about Anne Frank's white privilege on the internet right now? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, it felt good to get that off my chest, though, because I swear, like sometimes I, I, like it's so overwhelming when I when I see stupid shit happening online. But, you know, that's why I tell you guys about it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to get back into the swing of things. I'm excited to get back into, you know, recording these episodes. And if you are heard about the live show, you're sad you, you missed it. Let me know if you want more of that. And where do you think that I should go next? Thank you for tuning in. 
And I will see you next week. What Fresh Hell Is This was written by me, Stanzi Potenza. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sab, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Carter Wogon, and Anne Fuse. Special thanks to Gabrielle Rose at Dulcedu and all of my friends and family. If you love What Fresh Hell Is This, share it with a friend. And if you really want to over-deliver, please leave a five-star review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Stanzi Potenza on TikTok and at Stanzi Potenza everywhere else to stay up to date on everything I've got going on. Until next time, have a great week and I will see you in hell.